Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. New year, new podcast, new guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz joining you in your podcast, Aggregator of Choice, alongside Art Shirley and Jay Reed. Hey guys, how are you doing? All right. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, same to you. It I almost It's almost like I teased a new pod, a podcast guy there, but I probably yeah. dashed some hopes because the same three folks showed up. It's still us. Yeah, it is what it is. So do you guys have a good holiday break? Yes. Just a little short and very busy, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got to see some fun folks. Yeah. And family. There? Yeah, and family as well. Yeah, those weren't the fun parts. So, yeah. uh, as you probably can tell, I've got a little uh, a little scratch there in the voice, uh, a little virus over the holiday, which I'm on the back end of. I was kind of hoping to go for a Wolfman Jack impersonation, but it didn't get gravelly enough. Um, maybe yeah, if we'd done this yesterday, I think I could have gotten down to a, a little gravelly voice. But anyway, timing. Hey, babes and babies, this is a Wolfman. Oh man, that's it. Barry White into it as well. (laughs) Barry White. (laughs) Barry White. Did you say Barry White or or did you say very white, Jay? Barry White? (laughs) Barry. Barry. Barry White. You guys remember when Wolfman Jack showed up on Battlestar Galactica 80? Do you remember that episode? I know. I do not, but I I just looked at the level on my thing and Wolfman Jack really overdrove. So I'll have to back up next time. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. That's great. All right, let's jump into Geeks of the Week. Uh, Why don't you go first, Jay? Let's see if you did this one before or not and if we can remember. That's a good question. I did look at some notes and I think I put this down to do later, hopefully so. But over the holidays, I did a lot of driving. We went to Gatlinburg to see family and of course back and forth to work and so i i wanted some podcasts that were more narrative stories and i've had some fun with that and i found one called from now have y'all seen this one i've not it is from or haven't seen it or heard it or heard (laughs) it it is a um, a narrative story kind of science fiction genre it is from q code which uh, as the more i saw more i looked into this with a q okay yeah q code is like a podcast company, and okay. they do a lot of these narrative stories. All right. So you may, uh, Richard Madden was in this one, and okay. Brian Cox. They were the, the two main guys. Um, the story is about uh, like a space journey. It really didn't take place too much farther into the future than now. But this, uh, they're twins. Uh, those two guys are twins. So one of them goes into space, and they're supposed to be gone pretty much forever, yeah. but looking for the next place for earthlings to inhabit uh-huh. you know because we're killing the planet etc cetera, etc cetera. so there was a little political <laughs> little jab in there but what happens is the um, the spaceship mysteriously reappears and the guy the twin that left is the same age while the other twin is 35 years old oh that's fast and Interesting. so of course the story and it's it's really too short to be honest it, it yeah. they could have done maybe they're going to do a second season because there's so much more they could have done okay to develop it, but it's just kind of a fascinating How story. How many episodes was it? This was only six. About 30, 30 minutes? 30 to 40 minutes yeah, okay. each, yeah. So it ended with, well, I won't spoil it, but um, they have some, I listened to another one, another one episode called A Beautiful Liar, which is supposed to be about, I think, uh, a visually impaired person that, I don't know if they develop powers or if it's kind of like yeah. Daredevil that just, you know, okay. just sex especially good with his other senses, but 
Didn't get as far into that one as others, but there's quite a few I think y'all would be interested in looking at in the Q Code family. So, so my question is: Did, did any of Brian Cox's succession characters show up in his in his uh, portrayal with some of the uh, mannerisms of Logan Roy? I, have you seen? Succession? I don't really. Succession? I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Too many spoilers. Well said. Well said. Uh, I'm oh, learning. Brian Three Cox. years in, and I'm learning. Yeah. Nice job. So from now is the name of it. It's it's I'm pretty short. Check that out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to look at some others later, but. Yeah, um, Q-Code. You can subscribe, I'm sure, pay and get ad-free, that sort of thing, but, but I didn't have to do that. But was it yeah. available on regular podcasts? Yeah, podcast? just regular on okay. regular, on, right, regular podcast. Yep. All right, cool. good deal. Cool, very nice. Um, Art, what you got for a geek? Okay, mine is looking at uh, CES, the uh, Consumer Electronics Show that's going on right now uh, in Las Vegas. And I had something that was original geek. There's some things that have been announced that are kind of fun. Uh, there's a Samsung freestyle projector, which is kind of this uh, targeted at young people. It's definitely not for the olds is what it said. So it really doesn't apply to us. But it's a, it's a HD quality projector. It's small. It's like the, you know, it's a, almost like a big can of soup, really. And it's portable. Uh, and their idea is they're doing it for mood lighting or almost a- ambient visual stuff. You can project a... Uh, a show on it as well if you want to but they said it's it's really aimed for if you want to see tiktok videos on you know projected on your wall or ceiling or if you want to project something that's uh like a a window on your wall that is showing uh different things oh, that going would be on. Cool. yeah it's kind of cool but uh it, it, as i was looking at the website of it i also saw a thing that said cnet is uh celebrating their 25th anniversary, and they showed some clips from the old CNET show, which I'd completely forgotten about with Richard Hart hosting it. Do you remember that, Robbie? I'm not sure if I you do. would, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it really around, brought back those memories of that show and Computer Chronicles on PBS with Stuart Chaffee. Oh, and how Computer that was, Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that was like, you know, our our main gateway to computer information. They showed some clips of when they were explaining what the internet was. Oh my gosh. And uh, it was it was very much like uh, an MTV type show for computer stuff. CNETS was. Stuart Chaffee's show was not. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, and Ryan Seacrest was an early host. So it was just very interesting to see what? that. And then one more thing from so you need to check out uh, look at for CES news and check that out. That was kind of a neat thing. Another thing that, Jay, I brought up for you is the Amica robot, mm-hmm. which uh, you may have seen uh, the new, some uh, news channels have been ca- carrying that, too. It looks very much like the robots from iRobot. has facial expressions. Mm. It's a gray-faced character. It's called Amica. And uh, uh, so it's you know, kind of that uh, life-size doll type thing that uh, might probably the future of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you, Jay. Who's he talking to? Exactly like it. So, he ain't talking to me. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is really, really creepy. A-M-I-K-A, Amica? A-M-E-C-A. And the guy that was, I can't remember now the company that's, it's not uh, Boston Dynamics, but uh, I can't remember the guy's uh, company that was, was talking about it. But um, he would occasionally refer to the robot as it, but then more often than not refer, refer to it as her. her. So, yeah, a little bizarre. That is somewhat creepy, is it yeah, not? Yeah, it is very. Have you looked at it yet? Are you looking at it now? No, no, not, you'll not have to, yet. You'll b- both need to go check it out after. Got a little Christmas money left over. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have enough Christmas <laughs> money. Probably left over. not. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
Wow. Okay. Well, I've got my Geek of the Week. Well, there, there's two things, and this just dropped as I'm checking out. Um, uh, oh, I can't even talk. Uh, where are we going? Uh, Peter Boganovich died, director. Oh, of, really? Uh, yeah, He that just came up. He was, uh, I guess, known for the uh, last picture show. Yeah. Did a ton of stuff. He's passed away at age 82. Not uh, not a lot of geek cred, but I mean he you know he's popped up here and there. Um, the last thing I saw him in is when I binged The Sopranos, and he uh, had a guest starring role in it, which was kind of great. But uh, yeah, but that's not my geek. That's an attic geek um, for uh, for this week. But and he was um, eighty two. You said eighty two years old. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but. I almost feel bad for bringing this one up, Art. It's kind of like the DC uh, Universe Death Watch. Um, it the Wall Street Journal reported last night as we're recording this that uh, Warner Brothers and Viacom CBS, which co-own the CW, are looking to sell the CW off. Oh wow! And yeah, so uh, the CW has been in place for ten years. If you go back ten years, if you recall. Um, there was Viacom, CBS had UPN, the United Paramount Network, which was trying to be the fourth commercial broadcast network after ABC, CBS, um, NBC, and Fox. And they launched that network with Param- with uh, the UPN network with Voyager. They were trying to use Star Trek to launch a new network. Um, a little bit after that, the WB came out, which was Warner Brothers, I guess, sixth broadcast network. And, uh, of course, Smallville was on it. And 10 years ago, uh, those two entities said, hey, why are we fighting each other? Let's combine the best of, and they create the CW. Flash forward now, uh, Viacom CBS has Paramount Plus. They're streaming, which used to be CBS Access. Uh, Warner Brothers has got their their ultra-successful HBO Max product, which is streaming. So they're all of a sudden saying, hey, why do we need a broadcast network when we've got our own streaming services that reach worldwide. Yeah. Um, so the speculation is uh, Warner Brothers is going to capture all their DC product, bring it into HBO Max, which they're yeah. already doing some of that right yeah, now. Yeah, you can see a lot of that stuff already there. And so I guess you'll see the leftovers heading to uh, heading to Paramount Plus on the, yeah. on the CBS Viacom side, but that takes out a supplemental network which has been fairly popular in large markets for that for that fifth broadcast spot. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're I would to think see you some- know the Arrowverse shows, although you know we've talked about yeah. how they've kind of lost appeal for a lot of us. They just kind of to me they they've run their course. But the supernatural thing, and you know, there's uh, there's several shows that have been very successful on that network are relatively successful, I guess, given today's, you know, landscape, they still were doing pretty good numbers for, for the modern time. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's great. Well, you know, it, it, we're seeing the contraction of broadcast to streaming, you know, and mm-hmm. at this point it really hasn't affected the broadcast networks, but it would be logical that the CW would maybe the, be the first casualty. Yeah. And, you know, networks have morphed through the years. I can remember when, um, oh, it's what Hallmark was the family channel and it was CBN prior to that. So networks change, they become shell corporations essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the, uh, with what is now the CW, but this allows HBO max Warner brothers to bring all their DC product into one under one umbrella. Yeah. So it um, sounds like it, you, you're going to split the kids and there's what's going to be left. If, if CBS takes some and HBO max takes some. 
what's going to be left? I mean, is there, yeah, who, would it be who worth knows? it to have a network with all that content gone? Yeah, I think Paramount's probably going to – to me, the interesting thing with Paramount is all the Star Trek properties. Uh, and also, they've got the Hulu series coming out, which, I mean, that looks really good. Have y'all seen that? I mean, Hulu. Halo. <laughs> Halo. Hulu, Halo. Halo. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. Hulu because uh, Hulu doesn't live stream CW. You can see stuff day after, but uh, it's not, you know, currently offered as a thing. So I thought, well, that's really not going to make that much difference to me, I think, especially if, if HBO Max probably picks it up next day, which I imagine they'll do that. But uh, the Halo show looks really good. And if y'all, like I said, that, that looks Based really on the good. game? Yeah, and uh, it, that, that's it, a Paramount Plus offering that'll be sure out in March. And you've got to think Hulu's about to change as well because I believe Disney owns the majority of Hulu now, right? And so you're going to see some of these deals start to to dissolve and whatnot. So the only constant is change, but mm-hmm. um, you know we we've gone from DC Universe Death Watch to the CW Death Watch. I that's guess. right. So, hey, oh. did you guys uh, have you guys been paying attention to any of the uh, recent uh, Robert Patterson uh, Batman trailers? The yeah, Batman I saw the trailer. latest the latest trailer for that. That was going to be my geek of the week before uh, I saw the C- <laughs> the CES stuff, but that looks really good. The Bat and the Cat trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen it, Jay? Yeah, I think I I, I saw most of it. I think that's not for some reason Kit I did not or get Julie Newmar. No. <laughs> What, what is her name? Zoe Kravitz. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, yeah. yeah. yeah and boy, him. man, this version of the Riddler, this this Riddler is just Scary. Ul- ultra creepy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting, uh, oh, uh, what's-his-face from Seven to show up. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman or uh, no, Brad, uh, who Brad Pitt or Kevin Spacey? Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey to show yeah, up. we get there and, eventually. You know, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. All I guess right, we should well, that, mention, I don't think we mentioned this last show, but when you're looking at uh, icons that have passed, I mean, would we have to say Betty White? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since we last recorded. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, just a few weeks away from being 100. And, uh-huh. and gosh, I, sorely, she will be sorely missed. Yeah, she was great. I'm glad you brought her up. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the she and Ryan Reynolds were together in uh, the Sandra Bullock movie. I can't remember what the name of it was. But they have, she did a the review. Proposal? Yeah, that's right. She did a review of Deadpool and just <laughs> trashed them. Apparently, they've kind of had uh, uh, ongoing social media uh, commentary back and forth. But he was everybody that worked with her apparently was just crazy about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about somebody who got better, uh, aged like fine wine. I mean, oh, yeah. she's always mm-hmm. been funny, but the older she got, it seemed yeah. the funnier she got. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right, well, let's take it to a break. We're going to come back and talk Hawkeye right after this. And we're back on target. We're going to talk Marvel Cinematic Universe on TV on Disney Plus Hawkeye. That's a mouthful. Yeah. How, how can you? I mean, it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney Plus, and it's not no, really it's Marvel not. TV. What? I mean, how would what you classify? It? Who knows? Um. Right now, I'm reading through the history of Marvel Studios. It's the big two book um, uh, hardcover set. Incredibly fascinating, guys. And we, oh, cool. We should do a deep dive into that one day. And make both of y'all read it. So uh, I can help you with a. Big was that lunch, a Christmas Jay. gift? It was a Christmas gift. Nice, a great Christmas gift. But you know, it, it's amazing where we are with the whole Marvel pantheon. And uh, Hawkeye just finished up right before Christmas. I will go ahead and say Hawkeye may replace Die Hard as my favorite Christmas movie oh. at this point. So, yeah, but Christmas series, yeah. I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that Christmas was pretty brilliant Sunday. how they tied that in. I mean, I, I, obviously they knew and they were going to put it out and everything. It wasn't yeah. a shock, but, but it did become a holiday event almost. Yes, very uh, much so. every and episode it, it was about Christmas. And had a lot of, to me, you know, uh, of the feeling of diehard about it. I mean, there were several things that you go, okay, they, they obviously are pulling this, you know, because uh-huh. this is, this is a, a diehard kind of tie-in. Well, so let's just jump into big strokes. Uh, Jay, what did you think about the series? It's probably near the top of now of one of my favorites of, of the ones that have come out. But again, so very different. Um, I think I liked it because, as I've said before, you know, and I know that superpowers are somewhere in that uh, gray area of, of magic and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. But, but this is just a guy with mm-hmm. skills and a girl with skills. You know, fighting the bad guys, and there wasn't. You know, it was all about you know having the gadgets and the smarts and yeah. the strategy to you know to win. And I like that. And I it really wasn't a that. universe universal threat or an Earth. You know, the, uh-huh. it was just kind of a localized thing, which is what they did with the Netflix uh, shows. Everything was very much, you know, kind of a a, a street level. I think is what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Or a ground level threat. Uh, I did like it because, and I love the Netflix shows too, but it, this had humor to it. That Absolutely. You and uh, so they kind of brought the best of the Netflix shows and the best of what works in the MCU together to me. Yeah, and uh, Haley, Haley really Steinfeld, well. that's the, her yeah. name, right? She was brilliant. Yeah, I've got like what the highlights are, and she's like at the top of the list. Yeah. I thought she was great. Uh, well, and well, this what, will be spoiler-filled, by the way. In case <laughs> you, yeah. yeah so. well, well, Art, why don't you take us through your highlights? Okay, so highlight for me, I think Haley Stanfield was was the highlight for me. I already, you know, was a Jeremy Renner fan. And I like his Hawkeye, whatever. So he, I was not surprised by him, but and I, I'm a fan of Haley's as well too. The, I've liked and everything I've seen her in, but she just this role just fit her so well, mm-hmm. and her chemistry with uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye was great. I thought. Um, I thought she was some. She's definitely somebody I want to see more of. Uh, so I'm hoping that there'll be another season. The second highlight I have is Florence Pugh. To me, she was when she showed up uh, as Black Widow's sister, Natasha's sister, uh, Elena. Uh, it was just great. She was so much fun every time she was on on screen. And so I really want to see that partnership. I want to see Haley Steinfeld as the Steinfeld as the uh, as the new uh, Hawkeye, and then uh, and Florence Pugh is, is a new Black Widow or Black mm-hmm. Widow type character. I don't know if she has a different name. I she is a Black Widow, but yeah, have but a, I, I don't know if her character in the comics has a different char- uh, superhero name or whatever. Yeah, and of course really? I haven't seen the comic character of yeah. Kate Bishop and all that too. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. it, for me, it was just enjoying it for the pure enjoyment yeah. of this is a great story. I also like speaking of Black Widow that this kind of gave some closure, even more so than the Black Widow movie did to me. I thought. Uh, 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 Jeremy Renner's character, Hawkeye, got to uh, Clint Barton. I couldn't remember his, the character's name. Got to say a, a proper farewell to Natasha, mm-hmm. and also in clarifying uh, what he did, what happened to uh, Elena. You know, he also I think kind of resolved that within himself that her sacrifice, you know, was important, and uh, and he you know was able to let go of that. Um, and then another highlight was Kingpin. Uh, yeah, I was going to say then the yeah. the big guy in the room, Kingpin. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious um, about him because just no, I knew that's one name I knew, but I hadn't yeah. seen him in in Daredevil. Uh-huh. Is he have any super? He looked like he was like really really strong and hard to knock down. So I wonder was was 
that, is he just a mafia guy or if he just yeah. strong? He, he's one of those people that's at the peak of human strength, I think, is what okay. they said. I mean, you know, he obviously has – I mean, he took a bullet uh, – not a bullet, but it took an arrow to the chest right. and, and seemed to walk away from that okay. Uh-huh. But um, but I don't think that he has any, any superhero power, you okay. know. I mean, not even like um, – to the level of Steve Rogers, there's no super soldier serum or whatever. He's just, you know, this uh, naturally strong and and has developed that strength. So that is a part. It's not just that he's uh, like the gangster boss or whatever. He is. He's well, got some it, strength of some sort. Yeah, yeah, he's got the physical strength. He's got the he's got the dimension there. I mean, he's just uh-huh. a huge guy in the comic yeah. books. But he he is the mafioso kingpin boss of new york yeah he's the godfather type character yeah and and you know he pops up in he's he's the kingpin yeah but he's a he's a spider-man uh villain he is a uh daredevil villain basically anybody that's based in new york is running to kingpin yeah yeah so okay um but yeah it was great to see Vinny d i can't pronounce his name with Mm -hmm. this uh you know, scratchy voice, but to come back yeah, in, so that's right, it. That's okay. It. That's, that's that explains a lot. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, Denis Villeneuve. Gasunai. <laughs> Please wipe the mic off, mic off when you leave. Um, so between him and Charlie Cox coming into the Spider-Man movie, um, we've established Daredevil at least as part of the Marvel cinematic universe on TV, Disney plus thing. So, um, can't wait to see what comes next out of that out of the the Netflix run of Marvel shows. Would love to see Jessica Jones. Um, it would be a lot of fun to see some tie-ins there. But I, you know, Vinny D is such a great villain. The way he portrays Kingpin is just fabulous. So There's something you said there made me think back to something I read last night. Agents of Shield seems to be, and I, I didn't watch all the seasons of Agents of Shield. I just watched the beginning. But it seems like they said like. At the end, when we we'll probably talk about the watch later, but the that incident or who it yeah. represented, it seems like it. Somebody was suggesting that maybe Agents of Shield is becoming not canon. Yeah, that's because what they keep knocking that's, things that's what off they keep of saying that. Is that yeah. that's no longer the Netflix shows are now canon, whereas Agents of Shield, which started out as canon because there were actually direct movie tie-ins in mm-hmm. the first couple of seasons. Uh, is no longer canon. Now, what they're saying is perhaps it's an alternative universe right, or an alternative right. universe because yeah. uh, they're going to recast Quake, which was uh, a, one of the characters from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and seeing uh, Hawkeye's wife being revealed to be Mockingbird mm-hmm. uh, through the or, watch that you mentioned. At least we think so, yeah. We think so, yeah. Although it was never. She, she's Mockingbird. Yeah, yeah. she's Mockingbird. Uh, May also, you know. Kind of because somebody else was mockingbird in Agents of Shield. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was a mockingbird in Agents of Shield as well. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the comic books, Hawkeye and Mockingbird had a romantic relationship. So, um, you know, this the the cinematic Hawkeye and his wife are, are you know they're they're continuing out that thread from the comic yeah. books. So, um, Agents of Shield, I never finished it out. I need to go back and 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 rewatch it. Yeah. But it kind of went off the rails a little bit, and they ended up going in the future like you know, 300 years or something mm. like that. So, yeah, um, I was a big fan. I watched it every week. I mean, I really. And yeah, I agree with you. They, to me, they, 
when they went to the future, it got a little off the rails. It certainly did. And uh, but it was enjoyable throughout, and they they wrapped it uh, everything up nicely. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I watched Agents of Shield the first episode uh-huh. years ago, and that was the night that I made my personal debut on ESPN and didn't realize I was making it. Wow. So a little bit of history there. We'll, we'll do that later. <laughs> wow. We'll save that. that bo- we'll save was, that. Yeah. Uh, was that the Book of Manning? Yeah, the yes. Book of Manning. Yeah. 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 Right. Gotcha. So it, it, you know, it was a, it was a lot of fun and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was probably the most comic bookish Marvel thing there for a while. But yeah. Um, but back to Hawkeye, you know, how did you guys like the, the compressed storytelling? It was over what, four days, five days, essentially? Yeah, I thought that worked well. I like that because I kept thinking, gosh, he's not going to get back in time for Christmas. And you realize, oh, wait, this has only been a day so mm-hmm. far, you know. So I thought that worked well. Uh, I thought it kind of fit with, to me, it fit with, the again, the diehard kind of tie-in because that takes place over just a couple of hours, although it feels like there's a lot more going on. You know, how could all this happen, you know, in this period of time? So I thought that worked. I thought that, that to me, that worked well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really notice it. I mean, yeah. Um, what did you think about them taking the uh, the tree at Rockefeller Center down? That I awesome? thought that was – I thought that – I mean, I looked – I you know, watched some stuff with, uh, you know, like on NBC later where they were showing some stuff with the tree. I said, oh, my gosh, it looks exactly like the tree, even to the point of the star on the top of it that comes crashing down into the skating rink. I'm going, wow, this really looks like it. So I thought they did a great job with that. Um the story was great. The effects were great. The performances was great. I mean, Jay, you said this is one of your favorite. Art, where does this rank in the uh, in the the Disney Plus shows for you? It's definitely one of my favorites, and and I think uh, one of the things that uh, I liked about it was that uh, Becky enjoyed it so much because she had kind of, um, uh, I think, in the middle of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she uh, she kind of bailed out on that one. She was enjoying it at first, and then I think she felt. It felt a little bit too much of the same. And then Loki, she didn't even watch, which I think she probably would have enjoyed Loki okay. But it's almost it's almost an apples to oranges comparison because the shows are so different, even though they are, you know, all part of this Marvel Disney Plus universe. Even the graphics, the the titles graphics yeah. were, were very different, which I loved. I thought yeah. that's, a, that's kind of a we, sore subject though, because the graphic designer that Came up with yeah. those for the uh, comic book was not credited or compensated oh, in any way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Row. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, they look great. Well, you're talking about the family dynamic. I would mm-hmm. sit there. Melissa watched it some with me. Lauren was home during the holidays and mm-hmm. watched it a little bit, but they didn't watch it. Watch it like like no, Loki and Wandavision. We yeah. all watched it together, and Melissa and I did. But I would sit there, especially in the last couple episodes, and just laugh out loud at yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. And Lauren's like, "You're really enjoying this, aren't you?" Uh huh. It was. Yeah, I would say it was certainly the most enjoyable one. You know, in terms of being able to just sit down and, and really go, "This is just fun. Mm-hmm. This is this mm-hmm. is this is fun." And uh, I think that's again, that's what appealed to Becky about. It. And she was. It was one that she would be looking forward to. Whereas before, it was, I think it got to be almost like, "Oh, yeah, you, you watch that. I'll be doing other stuff." Mm-hmm. She watched it as well, so I thought that was good. And again, I think a lot of it had to do with the chemistry between uh, Haley and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I just think it really, really worked well. Absolutely, and you know the stakes weren't gargantuan like we talked about. Yeah. It wasn't. It didn't take itself too seriously. I yeah. mean, when you have a when you have a one eyed dog who eats pizza named Lucky. Yeah, yeah, and the, the LARPing team that was part of his that was group. great. Yeah, but I was, was all, like awesome. we mentioned the family thing. The whole his his motivation to get back. 
in the in, to the family I thought was very good. And it just dawned on me we haven't mentioned one really big highlight. And I think you probably know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. Rogers, the musical. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Man. I forgot about I that. I could do this all day. I want to <laughs> see that musical. I mean, I found myself singing the song afterwards. The, 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 I think the original end credit scene was scrapped, and uh, what they did was showed us the, uh, the musical number in its entirety uh, instead, yeah. which was, and, was hilarious. Really and well they done. Wrote, they wrote it to be as cheesy as possible. Yeah, but right. I mean, it's very, Successful. very much, and I say this is a big fan of musicals, it's very true to the style. <laughs> to that style, absolutely. It was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but have y'all? Have you? There's have, not a full on. Is there? No. There's, okay. I mean, not. I know there's it's just hasn't that, been on Broadway. I just wonder if that's that, something to come but later. I, you wonder. Yeah, yeah, you do wonder. And have you heard who they suspect wrote it? I think we may have talked about this in an earlier. Oh, podcast. I can't remember who. Uh, Ant Man. They think uh, Ant Man wrote it because he's the only one that would know. Now he wasn't there in the Battle of New York. But he his character is there in the Broadway musical version of it, you know. Okay. Uh, and also, he's the only one that had the insider information, the Avenger stuff that Mike could have pulled up the stuff like shawarma or some of the other things that you know are brought up. So they they're thinking as the ultimate fanboy, which you know Scott Lang, um, uh, I'm Ant-Man, a big fan. I'm he a big is. Fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Well. Uh, so he's got to make he's got to make money some way because he's a convicted right. felon yeah. and you know he was working at a Baskin Robbins was that it for Man yeah, too yeah that's right yeah yeah so yeah that's pretty funny so, so. Um, his movie so, he's got a movie coming out right there's a new Ant Man being developed so maybe that will be part of what that is yeah, yeah. Uh, Phase Four is going to be well Phase Four is going to be really interesting I mean. Are we getting too much Marvel on Disney Plus? I mean, have we had too many series so far? I'm not there yet. No, I don't think so. And I'm, it, I'm I'm more there with the movies than I am with uh, with the TV stuff. Because especially the way they've strung them out. I mean, put them you know one by one, and now we've got Boba Fett, and then you know I don't know what's coming after that. But I like mm-hmm. the fact that there's one going on, and I'm not you know I can look forward to that every week and. Yeah, go on and you know watch some of those, the way that Disney Plus is pacing the exactly. Star Wars yeah. versus the Marvel mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, because we didn't see a lot of Marvel announcements from Disney Plus uh, when they had their what was it the D twenty five or twenty four? One of the D's. D twenty four. I think it is um, that day. Remember they had D twenty three. D twenty three. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Hello, can you go? Uh, but uh, uh, I mean, as far as new shows, new Marvel shows coming out? We didn't see a lot of Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, okay. we saw a lot of Marvel stuff. So, like I said, I'm not there yet. I mean, I think that they're more willing to take chances with the TV shows. We didn't mention What If, too, but that was a huge thing to mm-hmm. me, um, uh, just because they, they took some chances with that. And as we speak, I think we're a week away from Eternals dropping on Disney Plus, too. So that's, oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. A week from last night. Okay. On the 12th. I have, none of us have seen that, right? I have not. Did you see it, Robbie? No, yeah. not yet. No, I haven't. So, All right. Well, that wraps us for the first episode of the new year. So thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next time around.